0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll have Bruce Arians on the Goodyear hotline in 10 minutes, so stick around. But before we get to that, Dennis in Delaware is on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. He wants to talk about the other coach in that game. Dennis, good morning.
1: Hey, Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, all the pressures on uh, Sean McVay this week, and no, no free passes if he loses. This is the first meeting between McVay and Brady since uh, McVay was humiliated in that 2019 Super Bowl, only scoring three points. McVay orchestrated this GoFF for Stafford trade that kind of surprised the entire NFL community. Uh, last year, he was criticized for being way too conservative, and the entire nation's going to be watching this Sunday And the winner most likely is going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. My feeling is if McVeigh loses by two touchdowns to Brady, um, I'm going to come away that McVeigh can't win the big one. That's just the way I feel. All the pressure's
0: on him. I don't know how you guys feel. One thing that I picked up there, Key, which is true, one by per conference. Yeah, now, one buy per mm. conference, and you're talking about two teams who it could be between those two teams for the buy.
2: Yeah, it could be between those two, but you still got to factor in some of the other teams in the NFC, the Arizonas. Seattle's not going away. San Francisco's not going away. We don't know where Green Bay's at. So it would be too early, I would believe, to decide on who's going to get the first-round buy. I'm just saying situation. that head-to-head, that, that yeah, if in terms of the, the records, Yeah, you do the numbers, mm-hmm. the head-to-head, yeah, it may factor in that, but I think both of these teams – We'll have a couple more losses in them before the end of the season.
0: You think the pressure is on McVeigh as Dennis thinks? Jay? I, I, you know, are, are we going to manufacture that? I, I think a lot
3: of people will because of McVeigh, obviously retooling his offense, getting Matthew Stafford. But in the big scheme of things, like I, I think this just gives us a good gauge on where the Rams will be, and if they're able to beat the Bucks, then wow, okay. But I, I still go back to that thing, Max. Let me see where you are. Week nine, week ten. Like, let me see what happens with this war of attrition, how it affects other teams. So, a lot to be said and a lot to be played.
2: There's immense pressure on Sean McVay uh, because one guy's in, one guy's out, and this was supposed to be the answer to the bill. Now, as far as winning the big one, the big one that, he, that the only big one that he's ever lost was the Super Bowl. Okay, that's the only big one. As far as regular season games go, and it's Tom Brady, and and, and if he can't beat Tom Brady, so what? Doesn't mean anything. They right. couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes. They couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes a couple years ago. Not supposed to be Tom Brady yet. He was going yeah. ridiculous on. I think it was a Monday night game or something. and It was seven thousand yards between the two teams. Mm-hmm. And so it's like You're about Kansas you know, City in L.A. Was it? Can- yeah, can- yeah. That was them. when
0: they had those high octane. Yeah, those were the two absolutely. best offenses in the league. So AFC NFC. You,
2: you didn't win that game, and then you talk about the when the Ravens came in on a Monday night and completely uh, went crazy on them in twenty eighteen. Bananas. They just like went bonkers on them, and so. When you look at it, the regular season is not going to define on what type of coach you are. When you Sean McVay, he's what's going to define him is did he make the right move moving on from Jared Goff yeah. to Matthew Stafford, and he
0: and, and also because he spent a mint. He didn't go bargain bin shopping a reclamation project. He was like, I'll give you a guy who's a former number one overall, went to two Pro Bowls. I'll give you two firsts and a third. Give me your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I mean, that's, a, that's you're pushing your chips well, to the Detroit, middle of the table.
2: Detroit had to take that. Detroit was in conversations with the Indianapolis coach to move Matthew Stafford to Indy. And in the end, the Rams was like, no, nah, that's all right. What you
0: need? Yeah, and they we'll just pay the it premium. And, the, and, and by the way, the Colts settle on Carson Wentz. And look where these two teams are at the moment. It's also Stafford versus Brady, obviously, in terms of the quarterback um, matchup. I think once the playoffs start, there's going to be, if they get there, enormous pressure on Matthew Stafford. See, it ain't even, it ain't but,
2: even Matthew Stafford versus Brady for me because Matthew Stafford's accomplishments in, as an NFL player is not even close to Brady's. Yeah. This is more about, to me, it's more about Sean McVay versus Bruce Arians in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl champions, uh-huh. than
0: it is those two I quarterbacks. Agree, I agree with that at this but, moment. I yeah. think once the playoffs start, if Stafford winds up out in the first round, people are going to be like, "I thought it was Detroit. I, well, what happened? Yeah, exactly. I thought it was all about see, Detroit." But, but
3: I think you know to add to your point, key, it's about Sean McVay's belief that Matthew Stafford is a thing that can get this team over the hump in the next level. And if there's an opportunistic time to see what that capability can be like, it will be this game. But it's
0: the third game. I, I, like, that's what I
3: said. It's the third game. I know, but still, we make every game the game. I think there, that there's a lot when we of get these big matchups, Max, in LA. Tom Brady. Think about all these storylines, right? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Sean McVay hasn't been able to get it on home with Bruce Arians. The games in LA. First game Tom Brady has had in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like there are a lot of. We're gonna make this like a Super Bowl like game because of the storylines, the headlines.
0: I'm just saying, almost no matter. The big story would be if the Rams beat the Bucs. That would be the big story. Already, the Matthew Stafford trade and week three, and they beat the defending champs, and that would be the biggest thing that I think could come out of this game.
2: Yeah, it could be. one. If You could manufacture it that way, but I, I still think it's more about Sean McVay getting it right. Mm-hmm. Because Matthew Stafford, to, to this what point, you that's said, right. yeah. Max, at this point, it's a regular season. Matthew Stafford, you know, you got to get into the postseason yeah. and get that monkey off your back so you can be one and three instead of zero oh and four, you know. And that that is when you start to look to Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford matchup. Oh my God, he's he's done it. You know, you start putting up the numbers that Brady has in the playoffs versus the numbers that Stafford has in the Super Bowl rings versus no Super Bowl. That's when that's yeah. Starts. We can't
0: make this the playoffs. You know why? Because no. it's not the playoffs. You can't do that, it. You just, we can't just make it into that. And it's not- I agree. This game is about the coach. And if they meet in the playoffs or if the Rams get to the playoffs, it'll be about the quarterback at that point. And
2: it's not about both teams being 11-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 2-0. and 0, So it's kind of like, eh. If I they both Stafford, was like 11-0 and 0 or something like that, we can really mix it up and make it
0: into something. I think Stafford's 0-2. Is he 0-3? 0-3. 0-3. 0-3. You better win that first playoff game. That's all I have. You got to get there and you got to win that first one. Um, that would be even worse if he was 0-2. Oh, we we are thrilled to be joined at this moment by Bruce Arians on the Goodyear Hotline, head coach of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good morning, Coach. Thank you for joining us. What's up, Max? How you doing? What's up, BA?
2: How you doing, Coach? Hey, Keith. What's up, baby? Oh, man, just here trying
0: to keep Max in line, you know?
4: Hmm. I that's thought, a hard job, brother.
0: I thought that's why I got hired for the other way around. <laughs> coach. Coach, the first thing we have to ask right off the bat, the status of Antonio Brown placed on the Reserve COVID nineteen list Wednesday for Sunday's game. What's his status?
4: He's still in the protocol. Um you know, we got a couple more days where he can hopefully test negative and, and get two negatives before we make make the trip and uh just got our fingers crossed.
2: Coach, now that you've been with, with uh Gronk for two years now, so you kinda learned him a little bit. How surprised were your reaction that Gronk told the Mannings that he did not watch film in a statement? Uh I I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe he just was talking or whatever. But what 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 did you make of that?
4: Oh man, I cracked up. I had a lot of fun with that with the press yesterday because he lost his veteran days off. You know, and uh <laughs> he 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 recanted hard yesterday in the press that he watches more film. He one thing about Gronk now, he is super prepared. Uh you know, he gets in there with Eli and, and and Peyton, and, and uh, talks all that silly stuff. But uh, he's as hard a worker as anybody we have.
3: Yeah, it seems like Gronk has that personality, Coach. And it actually came out even more with Tom <laughs> Brady. When Tom was talking about he thinks he can play until he's 50 years old. And you know what that does to the media. Everybody starts debating, well, can he play until he's 50? So we have to ask you, Coach. Can Tom Brady play until he's 50 years old?
4: Well, I know this. He, he looks like he's about 25 every day or 12 when he comes out to practice with a smile on his face and uh, the way he has attempts to to go through practice every single day and uh, i wouldn't put it past him that's for sure
3: coach i have to ask you last year your first year together with tom uh, your style and how you coach and how you talk openly about players in the press and how you challenge people how would you say your relationship grew last year and was there a pivotal point where you felt like it, it turned or was it always in sync
4: no, I was always in sync. Yeah, it was it was great the whole season from from the first phone call and free agency all the way to the end. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm not a secret. I mean, you know what you're getting when you buy in with us. So um, if you if you screw up and somebody asks me a question, I'm going to tell you, you screwed up. So we never had a problem. Bruce
2: Arians, Super Bowl 55 champ, world champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, joins us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. When you look at terrific Tom, and you've had them all, from from Peyton Manning all the way to Carson Palmer and a whole bunch of other ones, Ben Roethlisberger in between, what makes Tom different than all the other ones that you've had?
4: Uh, you know, they're all very, very special. They all hate losing. I don't care what they're playing. They hate losing. Uh, but Tom, I didn't know how good a, he was with young players. And uh, really does a great job with young players. we got a young wide receiver, Jalen Darden, who I think is going to have a heck of a future. And Tom just takes him under his wing every day and, and just walks through things with him. And, uh, you know, it's different when you're walking through it with Antonio Brown and talking to him, and we're talking to a rookie. And uh, the thing that – and he's such a great teammate. I mean, he's a great guy in the locker room, and – uh You know, he is old enough to be a bunch of their dads, but uh, he has that young spirit and nobody comes to practice with more energy than Tom.
0: Coach, I wanted to ask you something. You know, Aaron Rodgers made comments about the media kind of speculating and acting as though it's fact recently. So I want to give you some of my speculation about the job (laughs) you did last year and tell me if this is a nonsense media narrative or if there's some truth to it. It seemed to me from afar that you had pushed all the right buttons publicly. When Brady first got, got to the team, you criticized him publicly a couple times because everyone needed to be able to see it, including Tom Brady. And when he had the mess up in Chicago and forgot the downs, you defended him. Um, I thought it was clear. And then, and then he kind of backed you up. And I thought, I didn't believe either one of you, but I thought that's the right thing to do. He's backing his guy up. You see, every time you pushed a button, it seemed to work. And the team responded. So... My, the narrative for me is Bruce Arians knows what buttons to push to get his guys going. Is there any method to that madness, or is that all just my own media nonsense?
4: I think there is some method to it. You know, This is my first rodeo. I've been in this thing a long time. And each and every guy is so different. And uh, they learn different. They react to different coaching, different. I don't say criticism. I always say coaching. And one of our first meetings says, look, you're going to get called some ugly but whatever it is, I don't mean it personally. It's just talking about your football sucks. You're a hell of a guy, so we get all that out of the way early. So um, yeah, I think yeah, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying.
2: Let's move let's ahead you know. to let's move ahead to Sunday's game, Coach. You got the Rams obviously coming to Los Angeles. Well, I'm in New York, but you're going to Los Angeles um, to take on a, a high octane, explosive offense. When you look at the quarterbacks that they, the quarterback that they have in Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff, who you played a year ago. What are you seeing different on that side of the ball for them?
4: Key, probably just some longer shots down the field, you know, off the hard bootleg action, the, the hard play action, you know, Matt's arm is, is he can throw it a hundred yards almost. So you're going to, you're going to have to cover a long, long way when they try to stretch you. the rest, it looks just like song's offense. We play him two years in a row and, um, uh, you know, gonna spread us out just like everybody else is now. And, uh, we got to defend the field and tackle better. I mean, Cooper Cup is one hell of a tough tackle. Man, what? He's a what? good receiver, but he's telling? a hell of a tough tackle.
1: Hey,
2: hey Coach, and, uh, he's grown on me. I mean, obviously I'm from L.A. and I've seen him. He's grown on me so crazy, just what you just said. Like, get that dude on the ground, man. When y'all Get, yeah, get him on the ground. All,
4: I mean, we had Corderell Patterson last week, who I think is one of the toughest tackles in the league right now. The Cooper cups is another one. I mean, and uh, you know, Robert Woods isn't shaky, shabby either. So, I mean, they're great running after the catch, but those cats are physical. They yeah. really block for each other and, uh, you yeah, know, they got a good thing going.
3: Coach, obviously you guys made such a leap offensively by bringing Tom Brady in. Do you see that same opportunity for Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford with the Rams?
4: Well, I wouldn't say they were, they were bad last year, two years ago. I mean, um, uh, Jared played a great game against us out in L.A., that crazy game, 55 to 40-something. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think Matt Stafford's one of the few guys I'll go out and watch warm up because I just love watching great players warm up, and he's one of them.
2: Yeah, and, and so when you look at, through the first two games, B.A., uh, Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, When you when you look at What's going on in the first two games with your defense hasn't really, and I know you'll get it together with Todd Bowles and everything, but really hasn't been that lights out that they were leading into the playoffs and into the postseason. What are we missing, and what is it that we're not seeing that you see?
4: Well, everybody's playing about the same now. They're playing empty, spread it out and get the ball out of your hand fast. You know, we hit Dak a bunch of times, but Dak stood in there and and made some great throws with guys barreling down on him. Uh, Matty Ryan, you know, got the ball out of his hand. And uh, so we got to do it better. We tipped three balls last week, got a couple interceptions. So if you're going to throw it quick, we got to get our hands up. But, uh, you know, spreading us out, we got to tackle better in space. That's that's one of the big things. We got to tackle all those screen passes better. We can't give up seven yards on a screen pass. And things like that where they're moving the chains easily. Um, you know, and it's hard to. to our guys are, are. We won't stop the run. Nobody's running the ball. So we've got to play that style of defense now and adjust to it.
0: Coach, um, once again, from a distance, it looks like Tom Brady's personality is more on display now, or at least feels different from afar than it did when he was with the Patriots. Um, what do you make of that? Well, I really can't. I, you know, I wasn't with him for all
4: those 20 years, and uh, but I know he is. He, he comes to work with a smile on his face every day and is really enjoying it. Uh, I know this, he loves warm weather. That's for sure, especially in December when we're out there practicing in shorts. <laughs> he hasn't done that in forever. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's up for you guys to decide. I, I know he's happy as hell here.
2: Well, this is up to you to decide. How much longer, Coach? How much longer are you actually going to do this now that you've gotten – a championship of your own, not as an assistant, but as the lead dog in charge. How much longer are you going? He's finally got a Super up? Bowl team. You're how much, trying to retire how much him? longer are you going to wake up, go in, watch film, and do all this all over again every single year?
4: I'm having so much fun right now, Key. I don't know. You know, it, it's going to be a day when I wake up and say, "Oh, I don't really want to go to work." It hadn't happened yet. I love my guys. We have great staff. Now, if the staff gets all broken up, and I hope some of those guys get head coaching jobs, they deserve it. Mm -hmm. uh then maybe we'll reevaluate but uh
0: right now i'm having too much fun so so how surprised were you you know you you finally get that super bowl as a head coach and then you have tom brady it looks like you have everything and then you bring back all 22 plus the coaching staff that never happens what were you feeling when when that was coming together after the super bowl championship
4: yeah, I would say that if the coaching hiring process was after the Super Bowl, we'd lost more than two uh, for sure. But, yeah, Jason Light did just an unbelievable job. Mike Greenberg, Jackie Davison, our, our front office, managing the cap. Everybody got paid. Ain't nobody took a hometown discount. They all got paid. Everybody's happy. And they just did an unbelievable job of that. And then, you know, having the staff back, we don't even have to have meetings. I mean, everybody knows where to go, what to do, what we're doing every single day. So it, it makes life really easy for me.
3: All right, coach, I need a real talk here. How long did it take you to recover from the Super Bowl bolt celebration?
4: Uh, the first day of training camp.
0: <laughs> a
4: minute I like that, yeah.
3: You was going hard that long?
4: <laughs> oh, baby. that was a hard thirty pounds. I had to lose I had to lose thirty during camp, bro.
2: God Coach, let me ask, before we let you go, let me ask you about the – you and I, we both like, you know, fiery dudes. We got passion. You coaching with passion. I played with passion. And, and sometimes that passion can get in the way of certain things that you're trying to accomplish. What I mean by that is penalties, 15-yard penalties, unsportsmanlike conducts, all of this unnecessary things that we see in the National Football League that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. What do you feel about the taunting rule – that they're emphasizing more on now?
4: I'm not a fan. You know, we had one Sunday, Mike Edwards got to the five-yard line. He didn't wave to anybody. He didn't point the ball. He just turned around and backpedaled into the end zone, never taunted, but we got a penalty. Um, I'm hoping just like every year, you know, the flags in September start decreasing in October and they go away in November and December. So hopefully we can figure it out.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's the great Bruce Arians, ladies and gentlemen, Buccaneers head coach and forever Super Bowl 55 champion. Uh, coach, thanks a lot for jumping on with us today. Oh, I, appreciate I appreciate it, guys. You. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Stay safe, baby. Stay uh, safe. Yes, sir. It's Keyshawn J. Will and like Max him, presented man. by Progressive Insurance. Tom Brady's in a good mood because the weather is warm. <laughs> He's I know, but got you know, sometimes back.
3: You know, Key, Like when we, when we talk to a lot of coaches, I think a lot of times you hear a lot of, Coaching talk. Like you do it turn, during breaks, we laugh about it, but it, it, it really is a real thing. And then when you listen to a guy like BA, I'd much rather somebody tell me what it is and be direct with me instead of all the dancing and the politics. Well, what I would say from
2: football, being around football, and a little basketball, but being around football, is coaches like BA, Sean Payton, uh Belichick, Parcells, Dungey, they all got one thing in common. They look at you, treat you a certain way, and don't play hide the ball. Hmm. You win with coaches like that. The hide the ball coaches, you don't win. The 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 the, the guys that will look you clear in the face, they would be like, Hey Jay, you look really good today. And then go right around that corner and be like, oh, Jay, I, I just gotta find me another point guard. Hmm. That you're not gonna win with those guys. It's just because like- you see through those individuals. But a guy like this, he's going to drop a bomb here, a bomb there. He's going to tell you the way it is. Either you like it or you don't. You're going to get in line. That's Belichick, that's Parcells, yeah. that's Sean Payton.
0: Those are successful coaches. It's just like anything in life. People who do that hide the ball, they think it's the shortcut. Shortcut is always the long cut. The shortcut mm. is the long cut. You're just making things harder for yourself. Keyshawn, Jay Willimax, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Damian Woody. D. Wood joins us on the set to give Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Damian, we just had Bruce Arians on, and here's Jay asking him about his quarterback. And
3: Tom was talking about he thinks he can play until he's 50 years old. And you know what that does to the media.
0: Everybody starts debating, well, can he play until his 50? So we have Thanks have for listening to so Keyshawn, Jay Will, and, and Matt's, the it podcast. Well, Check this, the guys it, it out live it, it weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern 12, on ESPN the Radio. To smile
4: on face here. Attempts to, to go through practice every single day. And uh, I wouldn't put it past him, that's for sure.
0: What do you think, D. Wood?
5: First of all, I think the wife gonna have something to say about that. I mean, you play this long, fifty. Come on now, that's that's six the, more, right? Six yeah, six, yeah like six more years. The wife yeah. gonna have something to say about you know, that. People that's act like really- she's not busy though. She's she's busy well, too. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like he been on loaner for all for all this time. Like at some point, they 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 tend to put the foot down. Like all right now, like how much more how much more can I take here? But as far as just from just playing on on the field from a physical standpoint. Tom to me is playing better than he was like ten years ago. Like he literally, when I watch him, his arm looks stronger. He knows whatever offense you run, he knows the off. He knows whatever offense you're running. There's not a there's not a defense blitz scheme that you can throw at him that he that's going to confuse him, and he's surrounded by some of the top talent in the league. So, if he wants to play until he's fifty. There's nothing really in his way to, to really do that, yeah, to stop him from I,
2: doing that. That's what I said. I said he could, unless he, uh, st- if he stays healthy. Right. And, and if he doesn't want to retire based on family, health-wise, if he stays healthy, he can play for sure until he's 50 years old. Yeah. Up. You can look at him and tell. The <laughs> one thing we can do is we can look at somebody would and be like, well, he can't play no more. Right, but, right. He's but washed. he looks, if you, if you took Tom Brady you know how they do the, the blind taste uh, testing thing? Yeah. If you took Tom Brady and took the number off and the name and just paired him alongside Justin Herbert, for instance, you wouldn't even be sitting there saying, Well, he's forty four. He would you'd be like, Oh, dude, look pretty good. He's gonna play a long time. Keith, let me no? ask you a, let
5: me ask you a question. You think he's playing the best
2: of any quarterback in the league right now? Could you make the case? You can make the case. The other dudes are just so dynamic because everything else that they do, you know, right. Kyler Murray and Lamar right, and right. all that, it just looks different. But as far as that style quarterback,
3: all day long. But yeah. D. to, I, I want to ask you about something, but I want you to hear Tom talk about it first. And I want to get your opinion on how much you think this plays into Tom playing at a high level for so long.
4: There's a lot of plays and hits that are happening on quarterbacks now that are flags for defensive players that – probably weren't that way 10 or 15 years ago so i'd say the game is a little softer than it used to be you know i think the defensive players are more on the defensive when they go into tackle and i i think that's probably adding to this element of quarterbacks outside the pocket and taking more chances you know than than they did in the past well
5: i think he's i think he's absolutely right i mean tom was one of the guys that 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 caused this to happen with the National Football League, you know, making it, changing the rules and making it so basically you can't touch these guys. Because, listen, at the end of the day, the NFL is an entertainment business. You can't have your quarterbacks getting hurt out there. That's why you're able to see a guy like Tom Brady playing until he's 44. If we were still living under the old rules, I don't know if Tom Brady would be playing right now if if, if the, the the style that we've seen in yesteryears was still going on Nowhere, now. There is no way if, that I, there it would be highly unlikely Brady would be playing know, right now. Nowhere
0: I always go back. I go back to 2018. I just looked up the linebacker's name because I keep forgetting it. Breland speaks. They're playing in in Kansas City. Everyone knows it's Kansas City, and the Patriots could wind up. And he speaks has him. It's a sack lets him go, and Brady waltzes into the end zone because speaks like I'm, uh, they're going to. was roughing the passer. Does he still have the ball? Like it, that's how they're playing. They're scared to tackle now.
2: Well, it, that's the same thing. I just had this conversation the other day, um, and we I think we may even have this conversation on NFL Live later today. Even at the receiver position, <laughs> if you if you go back and you look at ninety six to two thousand and and or go even further back and just look. At where we are now versus where we were in terms of getting hit, going across the middle. Them dudes go across they go back and forth across the middle now. Key. They go from one sideline to the next sideline to the next sideline without anybody touching them. Key, I was I can tell you exactly when things changed.
5: Back in like two thousand three, with when I was with the Patriots and Marvin Harrison with the Indianapolis Colts. Because one of the things that we used to do, oh, yeah. we used to beat the hell – like our defensive backs mug used to the line mug them, beat the hell out of receivers. That's when things started to change right, along, right around that time where they changed the rules to you couldn't basically beat, you know, mug and beat up these receivers as much as they used to. And that's when we started to see the passing game evolve to where it is today. Can't however you, however mm. people
0: complain about it the fans love offense basketball 2 three, 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 3 like the fans. all the rules yeah, are always going to be Sexy. changed to help the offense that's how it is but oh my god what a time for Tom Brady to be there with all those weapons we heard AB is on the covid list right he's vaccinated but he got a breakthrough case apparently but look at the receivers on that team that this dude is working with now
5: Yeah I'm listen and I'm not I'm not slighting AB cuz AB is still a good it's still a good receiver but they're stacked on offense. Yeah, like like Tampa yeah. Bay is stacked. Like, okay, AB goes down. Yeah, guess what? I got Chris Godwin. I got Mike Evans. I got Gronk. I got Cameron Brate. Like, you know, Scotty Miller. I got. I can I can go in a in a lot of different ways no one ever talks to win about about a Scottie game. Oh past. yeah, Scotty Miller can come in and, and make things happen. So it, that train's gonna keep moving
3: with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What would you say is the one, the one hiccup? Like, boy, well, if they didn't win a Super Bowl again? Why wouldn't they win a Super Bowl?
5: Well, listen. I I can tell you, you know, as a person who who's won, who's won won multiple Super Bowls, the year after you play a Super Bowl is extremely hard because every team plays you like it's their Super Bowl, and so when you win a Super Bowl, there's a couple things that that align. Health, you're usually healthy. Um, obviously you got to be talented and playing well, and then key would key like you got to have luck. Like you gotta have things break your way. Mm-hmm. It always happens during those type of years, and then like the year after, in two thousand two, the year after we won the Super Bowl, um, when we beat the the St. Louis Rams, I have so
2: many I can't man, remember.
5: Man, we man that man we had so many. Nah, we check. had so many. But yeah, I know, man. It's hard to keep up. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep up. Sometimes. Oh, man. Brag, but we have. But I try not to, man. I try you not good, to. You good? You good? But uh, man, there was so Other many calls bang. the year after that just.
2: The year prior went our way. The year after, they went against us. That's just the nature of the game. Yeah, it it is is tough to uh, repeat for a number of reasons. You got to keep it, which Tampa Bay has done. They've kept the team together. They've signed everybody back, all the coaches. But you also got to, everybody got to check the egos at the door. Mm-hmm. So when we won the Super Bowl, that thing, we was already high octane with the right. egos. That thing went through a whole nother roof. <laughs> you know, they had to build another one. And then John, he had his ego so he basically wanted to dismount to the team to do it his way and not Dungy's way. And we could have we won another two Super Bowls if we'd have kept everything intact.
0: John J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, <laughs> Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. By the way, the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Here's the question. Which NFL team should be most concerned about their current quarterback situation? Going to have Cliff Floyd. Cliff Floyd, good left-handed hitter, boy. Ooh, an excellent analyst here in a second. Key, how are your uh, Dodgers doing?
2: We good, man. We we straight. We one game out of first. Uh, San Fran is in one game in front of us. Walker Bueller pitched last night. and wasn't great, but. Uh, the night before that, we took care of the Rockies. Oh, do we who, who got the Rockies again tonight? I don't know. I didn't look at the schedule yet. When? But I we're w- doing. We're fine. We clinched already.
0: A wild card spot. We're good. I was in LA when the Dodgers hired wild Andrew Cause Freeman. You love Andrew jabbing Friedman. New Yorkers, <laughs> huh? What's that? I didn't jab yeah, New Yorkers. How you jab New Yorkers.
3: Oh, it just makes you think about the Yankees, right? He's like, oh, we clinched already. Got a wild card, so we're, we're good.
0: No, I don't. I don't feel defensive about the Yankees right now. So I didn't take it that way, but. Uh, the New Yankees got their own themselves. problems.
2: Uh, not me. They're the ones stubbing their toe.
0: When sad. Andrew Friedman was hired with L.A., I was doing the radio in L.A. at the time. And they had a good team. Like, people forget, they were in the playoff mix every year back then. Mm-hmm. But at that point, they just got bought. They had billions and billions of dollars. They were going to spend money. And then they brought in, like, the best analytics front office from Tampa. And at that point, you're playing money ball with money. And, you know, it was pretty obvious the Dodgers were going to take it to the next level, and they have. Every year, it seems like they're the odds-on favorites to win the whole thing. As I would tell anybody, not our fault. What's you know? that? It's
2: just not our fault that we've become the
0: odds-on favorite every year. If you've got the most money to spend and you got the smartest front office, it, it, that's a tough I mean, combination. We, lo- we, we lost last night, but that's okay. Well, it's 162 games, but you're going to lose some yeah, games. Yeah, you're going to drop one or two, right? <laughs> Cliff Floyd, MLB Network's uh, very own Cliff Floyd, joins us now on the – Good Goodyear hotline, MLB Network will air a triple header of games today featuring Giants, Padres, 4 p.m., followed by Pirates, Phillies, and Astros and Angels. Cliff, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How y'all feeling? Good, oh, good. Um, what have you good. made of the race in the NL West between the Giants and Dodgers?
1: I think it's been great. I mean, you know, when you think about the Giants, nobody... I, I didn't see the Giants. Um... Coming to the season doing what they're doing, but they got a bunch of grinders, they've got a bunch of guys that are veterans who understand um what they need to do and they've bought into what Gabe Kaplan is preaching. You can talk about we can talk about analytics and what we don't like and what we do like, but I think he's brought the right ones to San Fran and He got the right players. So and they've played the Dodgers well. I think every you know, when you talk about the Dodgers it's always, well, the Dodgers are going to win the West. And they have. They've, they've won the West a lot recently. But the Giants were like, wait, we, we have a good team. They made a great trade at the deadline, bringing in Chris Bryant. And everybody's, for the most part of the season, has stayed healthy as far as the core of what they needed. So, look, man, I, I was on a team with the Rays in 08 when nobody, when everybody doubted us. But when you got a bunch of dudes that can play the game in between lines, um, got heart. Grit. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna catch, you know, you're gonna catch lightning in the bottle once in a while, and then you're gonna have the type of atmosphere in that clubhouse that they believe, in, and then that's all that matters.
3: Cliff Ford joining us on the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, 2001 All Star Zubin anymore? I hate uh, to tell sorry. You. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that just naturally happens. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Max. Yeah, that's on me. First bump of the day. This is what happens on our show, Cliff. Well jab by Max. I have to ask you, final nine games. <laughs> For the Yankees here, uh, what do they have to do and what are their chances to make the playoffs? Well, these
1: the chances are high now, but what they've been doing of recent is they, they had a shot, in my opinion, um, even after they won the 13 in a row. They had—they they had The strength of schedule, I always talk about how trash it is and, and how everybody buys into, like, well, they play in the Orioles and they play in Detroit. But if you look at some of these cats, they have a major league team, too. They have jobs to do, too, and their job is to play spoiler. When you stink, you play spoiler and send some cats home with you fishing just as much as everybody else. That's what you try to do. You try to make a name for yourself. And the Yankees didn't beat some of these teams early. And even when they won 13 in a row, the team they were chasing when in the race was 12-1 was and one. Or, or, you know, 9 and whatever the heck they were. But they, they had a winning record, too. So that knocks a fire out of you. I think they ran into a, a buzzsaw after they won thirteen in a row. But I think right now they're getting they're starting to click again. And to your point of what the what they have to do, they have to win the games that they should win. And then you're gonna battle and, and split against the good ones. But down the stretch, they have the most potent lineup in the game, one of the most potent lineups. And if they come together uh and put some runs on the board and sort of alleviate the pressure off the starting pitcher to go out there and be perfect. I then they got a shot to get in.
2: Cliff, this is a little interesting to me. The red the Red Sox have won seven in a row. Um, and then they won five in a row when they were wearing their yellow and blue unis. Yeah. What uh what was one of your biggest superstitions when you were playing? Because I didn't have any, other than listening to Tupac um, and TV,
1: I guess. You know what, though, Keith, you know, I think the biggest one was, man, you know, if it ain't broke, like don't like let's keep wearing it. Right? Like, I mean, that, I look at that. I really believe that, especially in a, in, in a season like MLB, man, you got 162 games. You need something crazy. You know, you need something to sort of offset you or, you know, get you, get the boys in the clubhouse going, to, and especially down the stretch. I mean, if those unis working, which I, I watched them last night, I mean, they, it, it looks good to me. I like colors. I like, you know, the bright colors and all that, but and, and the guys are wearing it the right way, and they win it. And if you win it, I mean, leave it alone because they got a shot. I mean, look, you got ten. Well, you got? 12 games left, 10 games, whatever they have, and you play the Rays in there, you you got a shot to win this division still, which is kind of crazy, but I think the Red Sox are playing some of the best ball along with the St. Louis Cardinals who's playing the best ball in the game right now mm-hmm. um, to to possibly – you know, get to the Rays. Now, look, it's going to take a lot because the Rays are really, really good, as we know. But
0: you still got a shot. Mm-hmm. MLB Network analyst, Cliff Floyd, big lefty bat for many years in Major League Baseball. Cliff, I want to get back to the NL West for a second and the Giants. What occurs to me, like we talk about the Yankees, what happened with the Yankees, seems to me like they three true outcomes, baseball now, they just, not a lot of balls in play, right? Walks, strikeouts, home runs. Right. One thing I really like about the Giants, Buster Posey, Crawford at shortstop, like you have that up-the-middle guys from, I mean, the closest thing to a dynasty since the Yankees of the late 90s, early 2000s was that Giants team that won, what, three and five years? And here you have the catcher and the shortstop, at least for one or two of them from the Sabian era, still there. And and during this resurgence, how much do you think with, with with the way baseball has changed, is it still about that kind of guys coming up in the system together, the the -the up-the-middle defense, and that kind of stuff like it used to be? Because the Giants seem to be – that seems to be part of the equation.
1: You know what, Max? I think you have to have eyeballs upstairs who can tell you if you Farhan, the president there, if you – Scott Harris, I think the gym, his name is Harris. You got to tell these guys certain dudes you can ill afford to lose. And when you have a Buster Posey with the IQ that he's bringing in every day to hold down the rotation, whether it's veteran laden or superstars come in or whoever the case comes in, they can hold down the fort. And if you can trust that, hey, look, whoever's on the mound, let these dudes put the ball in play because Brandon Crawford's going to make the play for you 99% of the time. And then everybody else, you just follow suit. But then you have to have the other guys that go out there, your scouts, and and handpick the special talent to come in and help you not disrupt your clubhouse. So all these things sort of fall into place, and you have that piece of the puzzle, meaning that, you know, Chris Bryant is a piece of the puzzle. He plays exactly how the Giants play. Gabe Kaplan brought his philosophy in. The Giants are taking on to what this man is preaching, because he's, he's, I mean, he was not good in Philly.
2: You keep on talking about it. You you just keep pushing Giants, 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 man. Real quick for me, though. You have to. No, no, man, real quick, though. Real real, real quick for me, though.
1: Who coming out the NL, then? Who coming out the NL? Yeah. I'm not, look, I'm not putting nothing past the Giants. If they've held off the Dodgers this long, and they play the Dodgers this tight, how can you just? How can you just say when it gets to the postseason? I'm talking Matt and Bueller and and then we and then the Giants are just going to succumb to it and be MLB like, "No, nah, we good.
0: Cliff Floyd on the Goodyear Hotline. Hate to cut you off, Cliff. We're up against it. Thanks so much. Week three in the NFL starts tonight. Joe Fortball here to tell you who to put your money on. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.